We're very thankful today to be joined by Christine Hines. She is a candidate for judge in Jackson County. Christine, it's good to see you. Good to see you. Good morning, and thank you for having me here, Will. I appreciate it. Well, it's our pleasure. I think uh, it's important to begin most interviews just by finding out who you are and kind of where you come from. So uh, tell me about your background, uh, growing up, and education, and work history, etc. Sure, I'd be happy to. I am a Jackson County native. I have lived here since I was born. My family has farmed the bottoms of Jackson County since the mid-1840s. I am part of the Hines, Corando, and Helmer families from that area we all lovingly call the bottoms. Yeah. So um, that's where I'm from. I grew up in Murfreesboro, educated in Murfreesboro, um, Murfreesboro High School graduate. I went to SIU, and I have an undergraduate degree from SIU and my law degree from SIU. In addition to that, I also have a BSN from St. Louis University. I worked as a registered nurse. Oh, um, really? Before I became an, an attorney. Uh, I've been a small business owner in Murfreesboro for the last almost 30 years. I have represented people in both uh, criminal and civil cases. I was a prosecutor uh, while I was in law school. I had a 7-Eleven license with Jackson County State's Attorney's Office. And then I went into private practice where I've done, uh, again, defense work and much civil uh, law, divorces, family law, probates, estates, trusts, wills real estate, contracts. I've litigated uh, jury trials where I had criminal jury trials and then civil trials where I've tried car, car crash cases and some medical malpractice issues as well. So I truly have done um, everything uh, in the law. I spent a lot of time in, in, in the courtroom. I was also uh, able to argue cases before the Illinois Supreme Court and the Illinois appellate courts as well. So I've been in the courtroom a lot in my life. Um, as a small business owner, which is not easy in Southern Illinois, um, I've had to make administrative decisions, you know, payroll, taxes, buying supplies for the office, making decisions how to allocate funds, which is something a circuit judge would have to do as right. well. So all that background, I believe, leads me to here today, to where I would be a, an excellent, excellent judge. And a lot of times there's a specific thing that motivates a person to run because taking on a, any political campaign is quite the endeavor. So was there a, a specific moment you can remember where you said to yourself, well, I've been thinking about this. Yes, I'm going to run. Well, when I when I just found out that uh, Judge Grace, who there's an open circuit judge position now, and that's what I'm running for, an open circuit judge position. When I found that he was retiring, I thought, I'm going to go for that because I think it's important. Um, there are 21 judges in our circuit. Uh, Jackson County is part of a nine-county circuit, and there are 21 judges in that circuit. Uh, only six are women. So I'd like to be um, the next judge, number seven, and to be a positive role model. That's one reason why I wanted to do it. In addition, I view the practice of law lawyers, we are problem solvers. I've tried to be a problem solver. And people come to me with problems and issues, and hopefully I'm able to handle those and solve them for them. If not, then we go before the judge, who is the ultimate problem solver. Now, you may not like the way your problem is solved, but it will be solved by a fair and impartial judge for you. Christine Hines is with us today. Now, a circuit judge, you touched on it a moment ago, is different than 
other judges. And and so sort of describe for the listener what makes a circuit judge different than another judge, a resident judge. Of course. There are two types of judges uh, we have currently here in Jackson County. There are circuit judges, which are elected by the people. And uh, the circuit court is a court of what's called general jurisdiction, which means it hears all kinds of cases. And any circuit judge is qualified to hear any kind of case that comes before her or him. There's also associate circuit judges. Associate circuit judges are appointed by the circuit judges, and they are not qualified to hear all kinds of cases unless they have been so appointed by the circuit judge. Um, in my background, um, I was appointed by Jesse White, the Secretary of State, to be what's called a formal hearing officer. A judge is someone that makes decisions that impact people's lives. As a hearing officer from 1999 until 2005, I went to Mount Vernon one day a week, at least one day a week, sometimes more than that, and people appeared before me with their attorneys, there was a prosecutor, and I made legal binding decisions as to whether or not these people were put back on the road. These are people who had been convicted of felonies, reckless homicide, manslaughter, and they had to prove to me that they would be safe and responsible drivers if put back on the road by me because I take public safety of my family and your family very, very important. And so obviously you feel like that experience uh, really helped to prepare you for this post. Exactly. Plus just 30 years of, of spending an ordinate amount of time in courtrooms. And uh, as a lawyer at least in my practice, I trained myself and looked at both sides of the case anyway. So I was prepared to advocate the best possible way for my client. So a judge has to look at both sides of the law as well and apply that law then to the facts. You know, I think about an old Western show and it's so, it's got a, kind of a joke really, but they'd term some judges to be hanging judges, which would be a real strict, uh, no nonsense. And then you have other judges who people perceive to be more lenient. And this all kind of flows into a judicial philosophy, if you will. So if you are elected, do you feel like you have a judicial philosophy of sorts? My judicial philosophy would be one of respecting the rule of law and order. And secondly, treating the people that come before me with respect. Um, I think today in our world, our society, our country, uh, the rule of law has become somewhat denigrated. And I am all about the rule of law and applying the law fairly and importantly. But the rule of law must be maintained. And that really dovetails well into our next question. The Safety Act has been discussed at length across the state of Illinois since uh, its passage, and it'll soon be uh, taking effect after the first of the year. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that. It seems to me that that's going to impact uh, very much the way that judges do their jobs. Well, the Safety Act, yes, uh, you're correct. Um, if it does pass in its current form, which, by the way, our Attorney General, uh, Waul is looking at some perhaps tweaking that, and there have been numerous lawsuits filed by state's attorneys and sheriffs uh, to prevent the passage of the Safety Act. 
as it current stands, we are anticipating it's going to pass. And how that affects judges is that there will no longer be any bail required of anyone unless within 48 hours after someone is arrested, the state's attorney files a petition before the court to have a hearing for the court to decide whether or not bail should be imposed. So that is the sole involvement of a judge right now is to make a decision whether a bail should be imposed. But the, the burden is really on the state to come forward within 48 hours of enough evidence to support the imposition of bail and for the judge to rule on that then. Do you feel like the Safety Act has any positive components to it? Um, uh, we've heard all about the negative things. I know there's some police training stuff that's in that bill. Have you even had time to study it in that way? I've, I, I've looked at it. There is, as you said, there are new police certification requirements. There's a requirement that within um, three hours of arrest, uh, people are allowed to make three phone calls. And then there's a requirement for, for body cameras. Um, I think that body cameras are, are a good thing. Uh, that way, both are protected. But, but, but my concern is how to fund those body cameras. Yeah, certainly. Christine Hines is with us today. Uh, we're talking about her campaign for uh, circuit judge in Jackson County. I wonder, you know, these are partisan races. You're running as a Republican. Uh, beyond the campaign, does your party affiliation have any impact on the kind of judge you think you'll be? I think all people who are judges bring to the bench their own individual backgrounds, okay, their education, how they were raised. I was raised in a Republican household. My great-grandfather was Republican precinct committeean. Uh, Frank Carondo was precinct committeean of Dagonia Township mm. down the bottoms. I accompanied my parents to Young Republican Fish Fries when I was a child. So the Republican values of God, country, and law and order were how I was raised. And so that's my background. That's what I bring to the bench as, as a judge. And it's important to recognize, though, that once a robe goes on, any party affiliation must stop because everyone who appears before you, you have to be fair and impartial and no bias of any kind, Republican, Democrat, Independent, whatever. They deserve to have your ear respectfully. But again, we are formed as people by our background and how we're raised. And that's how I was raised with Republican values of God, country, and law and order. You know, the spots that you're running on this station and on other stations talk about your race in a very frank manner, and that's that uh, your opponent, uh, Boomer Bloodworth, is currently a judge. Uh, you're, of course, seeking a judgeship. And even in the spots you say, you know, a vote for me isn't necessarily a vote against uh, Judge Bloodworth. Uh, that's an interesting and I think very honest way of approaching this campaign and communicating with voters. Can you talk about uh, the strategy to just say here is something that maybe other candidates wouldn't necessarily reveal in an ad? Of course, I'd be happy to because I'm all about the truth and that's the truth in my ad. If I am fortunate enough to be elected as circuit judge, my opponent will keep his position as an associate judge. He will not lose out anything. And so I look at my victory as a win-win for both of us. You keep him on the bench, and you have a qualified woman judge now on the bench as well. So the truth wins out. And do you have a website, a Facebook 
I do. I have Christine Hines for Judge Facebook, and my website is voteforchristine.net. And I think it's important for those who maybe just don't remember exactly, how is your last name spelled? H-E-I-N-S. Because there's more than one Hines in the world, of That's course. That's true, and there are many Heinzes, uh, but if your last name is spelled H-E-I-N-S, you're probably a cousin of mine because we're all <laughs> related to each other. Or Corando, we're related as well. What do you do in your free time? What do you do to uh, enjoy yourself whenever you have free time? When I have free time, I love to read. I'm a voracious reader, especially history. I'm currently reading a book by Stephen Ambrose about the D-Day invasion, which I am just fascinated with. And I love to cook, and I love to eat. What's your favorite dish? Pasta. Of any kind? Uh, red, red sauce. Okay. Italian sausage and red sauce. Well, you, you'd be welcome to invite me over any time. <laughs> okay. You're speaking my language. Christine Hines is with us today. She's running for circuit judge in Jackson County. Now, how uh, will you appear on the ballot just in Jackson County or in throughout nine counties? Talk to us about that. No, I am running for the resident Jackson County Circuit Judge position, which means I will only appear in Jackson County. And if I'm elected, I will serve only in Jackson County. Although there may be times when I may be sent to a different county, but uh, when there's a conflict with another judge, but I would say 99.9% of my time will be spent right here in Jackson County where I'm from. There's a lot of jokes about lawyers. Are there any good jokes about judges? You know, I, I thought about that. And I can remember <laughs> growing up, my mother was telling me, you know, when people make fun of you, it's usually because they like you. Mm. Okay. And so I think really, I think lawyers and judges are very well liked. But I do have a, a funny uh, judge joke. What does a judge put in her drink? I don't know. Just ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, a good justice. Just a, ice. Yes, a, a pun intended joke is always a, a good one. Um, one more question for you. Back to sort of just a, a courtroom dynamic, and I speak from my experience as 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 mayor. There are a lot of folks who come before a judge for a retail theft or something. And uh, these types of folks, you know, oftentimes addiction is involved because they're trying to fund that habit. Um, There are people who come to my office all the time and they say, this person uh, broke into my storage shed or whatever and they took my my weed eater. And that's obviously very distressing to them. for a judge who sees the totality of that person's situation, whether it's addiction and whatever, you realize there's a victim, there's a perpetrator, there's all these mitigating circumstances. And we hear about, I think there's a drug court been established now in Jackson County, I think to help deal with some of these things. Do you have any thoughts about that? I think the drug court is a is a wonderful, wonderful institution for us to utilize. Because as you said, there's so much poverty in South Illinois, People resort to, you know, minor theft, and really, no theft is minor. When I say minor theft, uh, under a certain dollar. Amount. I know what you mean. You know, if if it's my stuff, you're taking away. It's never minor, okay? But I, I think that to look at those particular kind of cases, especially when say this is a first time offender or a young person, number one, make sure that the victim is compensated and and has restitution of their stuff that was taken. And then secondly, to hopefully prevent this person who stole the weed eater or whatever from doing it again, have them do drug court, 
make counseling mandatory. And, and, and some of the statutes allow that. And I think that is a true way to mete out justice with compassion when it's needed. Sure. Okay, when it's needed. Christine, anything else you want to mention about your campaign that we uh, haven't brought up or something else you want to, you have any events coming up where people could come meet you, something I, along those there lines? There is going to be um, a uh, meet and greet uh, for me tomorrow night at Primo's uh, Pasta House over in Carbondale beginning at 530. If you'd like to come, have some pizza on me. I think that'd be great. I'd love to talk with you. Um, and probably some more things coming up around uh, maybe in Virgins and Elkville, but I will post that on my, on, on my Facebook. But it's been wonderful to talk with you, and I um, thank everyone for listening. I would appreciate your vote on November the 8th. Christine Hines, our guest today. Thank you so much. Have a good, uh, good day. Thank you, Will. You too.